Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. And Shane and I were, were very privileged today to talk to one of our guests, as well as our li- a listener of ours, uh, Leslie Davis. And she gave some really, really cool analogies that if you kind of use those in your daily life, and I think the one about the traffic jam is, is really good and hits home um, as to how you can kind of visualize yourself as you're trying to reach your goal or, or a purpose and, and just kind of how you would work through adversity. So thank you for listening in today. We love talking to people and getting their insight of what of their life experiences and things that they've learned. The thing that really resonated with me was celebrate your journey. This life is a journey and celebrate all of the things that you can. Um, so that's just something that I caught as we talked to Leslie. Super grateful for her time and uh, ability to speak with us and Again, we're so grateful for each one of you and the journey that you uh, have joined and just super grateful for you. Again, I keep saying this, but we see you, we feel you, we know you're around the whole world. Grateful for each one of you. So thank you so much. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. We are so excited to have Leslie Davis with us today. And we're really, really excited. And, and I can feel her excitement and enthusiasm. And we just want to bring it 100% to you guys today. Uh, Leslie Davis is, is always on a journey. And that's what we feel, right? Like Shane and I have talked about that. We're always, we're, this is our journey and we're on it. Her motto is, why not? And we're going to talk a lot about that today. She measures things she wants to do against the yardstick of when I am 80 years old, I don't want to be sitting in my rocking chair on my front porch saying, I wish I would have. She has taken a wrong turn on several trips with her older boys. The boys would say we're lost. Her reply was always, no, we are on an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. I, I really think that life is an adventure. Life is supposed to be here for us to enjoy and find joy and happiness in. And so Thanks for joining us, Leslie. And, and uh, yeah, if you want to kind of open up with why not? Well, exactly. Why not? I mean, think how many times do you come up with some, you know, I'd like to call them harebrained ideas. Um, I mean, for example, uh, several years back, somebody asked me if I wanted to go on a trip to Africa. And I said, why not? And my husband said, well, why are you going? And I said, well, why not? <laughs> and and uh, he said, do you even know these people you're going with? And I said, no, not really. And then his next question was exactly where are you going? And I said, I really don't know that either. But he said, so why are you going? I said, well, why not? <laughs> you know, and it didn't really occur to me. This is the crazy part. It didn't really occur to me. Africa is an incredibly large continent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really big. It's quite large. Yes. <laughs> and and so, you know, I might have asked a few additional <laughs> questions. <laughs> But but I didn't, and um, I ended up going on a, a trip, a journey that literally changed my life. Um, so I, I circle back around to why not? You know, when, when we're presented with an opportunity, why not? I mean, why not? Because you don't know what's at the well. 
a journey never ends. It's simply the beginning of the next journey. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So talk a little bit about, you just mentioned that this trip to Africa changed your life. I'm just curious, what, what would you say changed or, you know, what, what specific things did it change in your life? Um, it gave me the opportunity to realize that I am important. And uh, also, I had not been taking care of myself. I had been doing what I call sacrificing myself on the altar of others. Mm. Um, and it, it helped me to realize I am just as important as the other people in this world. But um, I, I talk in stories. So apologies to people who don't like stories. I talk in stories. The, the thing that I realized was I was, you know, when you're on an airplane, they tell you put your own oxygen mask on first before you help anybody else. And I would just kind of dismiss the information. What I realized on this trip to Africa was if I'm putting my oxygen mask on other people or I'm waiting to put my oxygen mask on because I'm helping other people, what's going to happen is the plane's going to land and I'm going to be laid out in the aisle and people are going to be stepping over me saying, oh, there's that nice person who helped me, but where am I going to be? Yeah. Yeah. So I recognized and began to do the work that I am just as important as everybody else. And in fact, if I'm not taking care of myself first, nobody else is. But I also will not be able to take care of the people that I'm uh, put on this earth to take care of. And you guys, I was just listening to your podcast, your recent one about purpose. Um I, I just, I resonated with that so much because if we're running around not taking care of ourselves, we really and truly cannot give 100% to the other people in our lives. We cannot give 100% to our mission, to our purpose, because think about it. When you're thirsty and you have no water to drink, what, where's your focus? Your focus is on getting the next drink of water right? Your focus is not on taking care of other people. It's not on taking care of your mission. It's not on your purpose. It's on that. But, but we teach ourselves, I'm really not thirsty. So I keep going, but you're giving less and less and less of yourself. Yeah. I I love that analogy. And I've always thought about that too. You know, when, when I get on a plane and they say, you know, if the oxygen masks come down, put it on yourself. And I always kind of similar to what you were thinking, like, no, I'm going to put it on my kids, right? Or I'm going to put it on my wife or whatever. Um, But I think, you know, with that analogy being said, right, if we don't first help ourselves, we, it's really difficult to help another person. It, it, it's impossible. If, if I pass out, I can't help another one get their oxygen mask on. It's, it's just impossible. So I love that, that you brought that up that, uh, you know, we really do need to focus on our purpose, focus on what we're wanting to do, and then make an adventure and a journey of it, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, then we come back around to the, you know, the why not. Um, If we are not putting ourselves first, if we are not, um, let's say, for example, there's some hobby that you enjoy, but it may take away time from, you know, spending time with other people, I say carve out some time to spend 
on that hobby because that's what's going to light up your brain. That's what's going to excite you. That's what's going to keep you engaged in the world and the people around you. And when we are setting aside our dreams, our hopes, our wishes for other people, then we're essentially saying, you know what, I am a non-essential person. I, you know, they can get along fine without me. And the truth of the matter is, each one of us was put here for a reason, a purpose. A um, we we have a a I hate to use the word job, but we have tasks to perform. We have people to meet. We have um, people that we need to be influencing. We have people that we need to be guiding on their journey. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we have no energy to be able to do any of that. And then, you know, somebody doesn't achieve their dream, their hope, their purpose, their desire, because we weren't there to do our part. Very interesting thoughts. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way, but it's true that if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, maybe we're not reaching those people who might not know that they're waiting for us, but they are. So I just Mm -hmm. thought that was a fascinating uh, thought. So Leslie, it also says that you're an author of You Can't Eat Love. Talk a little bit about that. What? Tell us the story about that. <laughs> um, well, about the same time that I went on this journey, um, my oldest son and his wife decided they didn't want to have a relationship with me. And, you know, things happen, right? But I decided that if I continued, I could go one of two ways. I could keep going the way that I was going, or when they did decide they wanted to have a relationship with me, I would be a much better version, a healthier version of myself. And so I decided to go on um, a journey. And the journey was to get healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I got really clear on my why. My why was I wanted to be able to live my very best life that I possibly could for as long as that possibly is. And uh, part of that was I needed to lose a lot of weight. I ended up losing almost 100 pounds. Wow. And on that journey, as I was going through that process, uh, and this speaks to what so many other people experience. I kept looking for something that was on the outside when I really had everything I needed on the inside. And uh, it was truthfully after I'd already lost uh, a lot of the weight, I was having uh, pie the day after Mother's Day. And I was sitting there eating the pie and remembering my mother who's been gone now 37 years um, and thinking about all the people and stuff. And it just occurred to me, and this is the first couple of paragraphs in the book. It occurred to me, I was trying to fill what I realized was a myself sized hole in my heart. I was trying to fill it with food. Mm. And it was in that moment that I really understood you can't eat love. Love is in the memories. It's in the, the thoughts. It's in the recollections. It's not in the food. Um, no matter how much we try to assign food to love, you cannot eat love. And so it was when I really got clear that what I needed to do, what I desired to do was to fill the myself sized hole in my heart so that I no longer needed my drug of choice and my 
drug of choice was food. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> that is, that is beautiful. So, so what are you currently working on? What, what, what is, uh, what is going on in your life right now? That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'm finishing up a book called Zombie Siege. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it started uh, with a bunch of Facebook posts back when the pandemic started, and they told us, you know, we were only going to, we were only going to have to lock down for you know a certain period of time, yep. right? Yeah. Um, well. I'm one of these people that if I'm not entertained or amused, I'm going to figure out something to do and I'm going to get myself in trouble. So (laughs) uh, I have, well, I have one dog and then my son has a dog and his now wife has a dog. And every day I would take the dogs out walking. We live on two acres. I'd take them out walking. Well, I started taking photographs when the supposed only six-week lockdown was going to be. Started taking photographs of them each day, and I would create an after-action report, and I'd post it on Facebook. And I kept looking at them, and people would say to me, you should really turn this into a book. So anyway, I'm taking the photographs, and I'm turning them using a, a program to turn them into like cartoons and then taking my after action reports and putting them you know as the words of the story um and each page has like somebody set their coffee cup on it or something got spilled on the page because obviously this whole thing is discovered you know years later um gotcha. so that that's what i'm working on yes i it, that is a little crazy sounding, but that's just how my mind works. <laughs> that's all right. That it's just great. a little different than you can't eat love. It's like this zombie thing. <laughs> but hey, I love it. I think it's, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about purpose with you even before we got on. And Jason and I think that's so important that we have something, whatever it is that we're working towards. Um, and I honestly believe it's it's that journey that we've talked about which is it's never going to end. We're not, we're always on the journey. And if that journey appears to end, we just start the next one. So it really truly never ends. Um, so, and maybe you've mentioned this, but what is your purpose, Leslie? What do you, what do you, you know, what, what's your why and what's your purpose? Well, one of the things that I realized when I went in, on this intentional journey uh, was that, <laughs> If I'm not really crystal clear on why I'm doing something, it's easy to just pitch it out the window and say, oh, forget about it. And, you know, you hear people say, especially this time of year, um, my New Year's resolution and they're hammering, you know, like it's in concrete, it's in stone. My New Year's resolution is I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to whatever the heck it is that they think that they want to do. Well, what I realized was if I wasn't real clear on why I wanted to set these goals, that as soon as I hit what I call in my book, a traffic jam, um, as soon as I hit one of those, it was easy just to say, oh, forget it. I can't do this. It's too hard. You know, it's not worth it and all these things. And so what I say to people when they tell me that they want to do something, they want to achieve something, I said, sit down with pen and paper and be really honest with yourself 
and write down why you want to do this that has absolutely nothing to do with anybody else or whatever your goal is. For example, if you want to lose weight, you, you know, get really clear on it and it not be about anybody else, it not be about an event and it not be about the weight. Because what I discovered, what I realized was that if I maintained my focus on my why, when I hit a traffic jam, for example, a party, or um, I was having a not very good day and a lot of not very helpful thoughts were going through my mind, I could forgive myself for falling you know, off of my plan, but I'd pick myself up and keep moving forward instead of saying, oh, just forget the whole thing. And why do I use the term traffic jam? Well, almost all of us live someplace where we have hit a traffic jam. (laughs) And, you know, the main thing is when you hit a traffic jam, what's the last thing you do? You don't park your car. You do not get out and you definitely do not walk home. So when we get really clear on why we're doing things, when we set a goal of either losing weight, quitting smoking, whatever the heck it is, running a 5K, whatever it is, as soon as we hit a traffic jam, we're like, okay, I know what this is. I'm not going to park my car. I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to walk home. What I am going to do is I'm going to change the radio station. I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to Google whatever the heck it is, but I'm not giving up. Yeah. I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah. I like, I liked something that you said. It really resonated with me. And it's something that's kind of come up in, in a few of our episodes and that's being intentional. And I think back to like, as you're talking about purpose and, and you know, your why and things, I think it comes back to intentional actions, right? So you're intentionally doing these actions towards your purpose or your why and you're accomplishing goals along the way. That's kind of how I picture it. I'm assuming it sounds like it's very similar to what you're kind of picturing or or creating a picture for these people. Exactly, exactly. Because a goal is simply a measuring stick. It's simply something that we can measure because it's difficult to measure or explain a why a lot of times. And I, I tell people, one of the reasons that it's hard to explain your why is it's coming from the part of your brain that doesn't have any language, mm-hmm. which circles around to why I talk in stories. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, um, but the other part of that is I believe in celebrating. I believe in celebrating the tiny wins. I don't care how small it is. If we if we overcome or if we achieve, celebrate it. Yes, I did it. You know, we give stars to kindergartners for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true. I love that analogy of, you know, we have a purpose or our why, and we're all going to hit those traffic jams. And like you said, the one thing that we don't do is just do nothing and give up. We find a way through the tra- traffic jam and um, as we should when we're, working on our purpose that we, we don't lose sight of that. We just push through that short traffic jam and, uh, and never give up that purpose or the why that's a, that's a great analogy. I like that. So, uh, Leslie, near the end of our, um, podcast, we have what we call the double down dose. So Jason has a question for you and then I'll have a question for you. All right. So we, we love to, to ask this particular question, but 
um, what is your definition of hope or how would you define it? My definition of hope is that no matter how dark it is, there is always, always, always one tiny pinpoint of light. And even when I have um, thought that I couldn't go on, I couldn't take another step, I couldn't uh, take another breath, there was always somebody somewhere calling me and saying, you know what, it's going to be okay. It may not be okay right now, but it will be. And then I take another breath. And I will share with people who are really struggling, especially with deep, deep grief, focus on the next second, if that's all you can focus on. Focus on the next second. If you can focus on a minute, great. But to me, hope is that I can make it from this second to the next second. And that's all that I need to do because the next second is going to take care of itself. Awesome. Love that. Yeah, really good. So the second part of Double Down Dose today, I'm going to switch it up a little bit because we love talking about hope. We created an acronym for hope, heart, overcome, passion, and enough. And when we talk about overcoming, what, what comes to mind? What would you say about overcoming? Um, overcoming to me is achieving something that other people and including yourself believed would be impossible. And for me, uh, for example, um, losing almost 100 pounds, I didn't believe I could do it when I started, but I did it little tiny bits by little tiny bits. So when, when I talk about overcoming, I encourage people to take what I call a Swiss cheese approach, where you take a little tiny bite, and you focus on the next little tiny bite, and you keep little tiny biting the thing until guess what it's all gone you know and some people will say how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time yep. well to me you know an elephant is kind of big and not many people have been right next to an elephant I actually rode an elephant an African elephant I will tell you it's really really tall um, and I hate heights uh, but that's a story <laughs> for another day um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can visualize a Swiss cheese and it's also small enough that you can visualize a chunk of Swiss cheese in your hand. So to me, when we talk about overcoming, let's take a little tiny bite. Let's focus on the next little tiny bite. What is the next little tiny thing that you can do and then celebrate when you do that little tiny thing. And if you fall a little bit short of accomplishing that little tiny thing, don't change what you're aiming for. Simply take a breath, pause and say, you know what? I didn't quite make it, but we can make it. So let's just keep going and celebrate the fact that you do not fail. And I believe that you do not fail until you quit. So don't quit. Swiss cheese the thing until you have nothing left. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's very well said. I, I like that analogy because I've heard the elephant. You know, I think everybody's probably heard that analogy, but yeah, you're right. Swiss cheese is a lot smaller, a lot easier to, to maybe bite on. Um, so yeah, I love that. Thanks for, for coming on today and, and our discussion and just some of the really cool insight that, that you gave us some cool analogies to just kind of stop and think about 
our journey. You know, what is your journey and how are you going to get to where you want to be? Um, you know, hopefully we don't get out of the car and just leave the car in the middle of a traffic jam. Um, but I, I just love those thoughts that you shared with us today. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I love listening to you guys. So I was so excited to get to talk to you. <laughs> awesome. We love, we love when we can have guests who follow us uh, on. That's a, quite an honor for us. Leslie, um, how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to reach out to you? The easiest way to reach me is at my website, which is uh, youcan'teatlove.com. And there are all my links uh, to all the social media, my email, everything. That's actually the easiest way to get to me. Um, Also, you can find out all the information about all of my books and any other uh, podcasts and blogs that I've done. Awesome. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for your time, Leslie. It's been an honor to have you on our show. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you. And I actually got to be part of the conversation instead of walking <laughs> yeah. and saying, I, I need to <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's the best, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so you guys keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it.